0: This podcast is sponsored by King Manual Therapy, restoring function to body and voice. Hello and welcome to Industry Minds, the podcast which discusses the importance of talking about mental health within the creative arts. My name is Cathy Reid and my name's Scarlett Maltman. And today we are joined by the lovely Fra Fee, who at the time of recording has just opened in translations at the National Theatre. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello.
1: How's it going, guys? Very Good. well. Thank you for having me. Thank,
2: Thank you for, for having
0: us.
1: <laughs> We're in well,
2: Fra's beautiful dressing room right now at the National. With my, m-
1: my dried out flowers and stained, <laughs> stained, stained Prosecco glasses in I the love corner. It. I love it.
0: Mini fridge. Mini love fridge.
1: It. I was also I was pointing out to Scarlett just when, before you got here. Cathy, I've got this lovely little turf burner so here, cute with, which is for you guys listening so imagine a very very tiny little Irish cottage and oh. out the top of the chimney comes the smell of turf burning it's just to bring me back beautiful. to Ireland Aww. Yeah, gorgeous. It's
2: gorgeous and you're, you're, you're saying you're going to Ireland soon
1: yeah, well, so I'm actually in the in the middle of a break from the play. Um, so we finished our first block on the 28th of October, and then we have four weeks off before we go back on the 29th of November. Um, and I'm doing a gig at the Lyric Theatre in Belfast on the 22nd. It's a gig that I did in London at the Other Palace, and then at 54 Below in New York when I was mm-hmm. over... Broadway doing the ferryman. It's called Session and it's a mix of musical theatre and Irish folk songs, storytelling, uh, lots of different musicians. I play different instruments and it's nice to have something else to focus on in yeah, this break.
2: absolutely. Um, so yeah. It keeps you creative Absolutely. Well. I don't
1: know what I'd do if it
2: just, <laughs> just sitting,
1: my thumbs waiting for the player to start Amazing.
2: again. So we always start with a word association game. Ooh. So it's the first North. thing that comes into your head. Are you ready?
1: As I'll ever be, I guess. Okay.
2: Yeah. Northern Ireland.
1: Well, politics.
2: Olivier's.
1: F- Lawrence.
2: Addition side's.
1: Sides, um, fast learning.
2: <laughs> Macaroni cheese.
1: Hate. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Not a fan. Oh.
2: not a fan. I don't get it. What's your favourite food?
1: Uh, probably burgers. Oh yeah, yeah. fair enough.
2: Right. Fabulous. <laughs> British weather.
1: Um, I was gonna say shit, but it's <laughs> infinitely better than Irish weather. True, um, true. So less shit. I, less shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Doc Martens.
1: D- don't have any.
2: Sausage rolls.
1: Y- are filthy and brilliant. <laughs> oh. This is, this is not one word. Is no, it's it? great though. It's
2: great though. The Nash.
1: Um, best place to wear.
2: Christmas.
1: Um, Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love how that. Was a two word. <laughs> <laughs> You smashed uh, the word association. Yeah, I mean,
1: it really wasn't a word. it meant the it was phrase the association is what you
2: thought of. Okay. Me okay. and Kathy play this game and are kind of recaps, and it's really hard it to do. It is day. hard. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> but really
3: but hard we to just day. expect our
2: guests to do it. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: there you go. Uh, so, Frat, uh, thank you so much for chatting today. Um, and as we said at the start, we're so so thrilled to have you in the podcast. Can you chat to us about your journey into the acting industry? Um, has where did it all begin? Has it always been um, your kind of dream to be an actor?
1: Yes, it, it. yes and no, in that I remember the very first profession I wanted was to be an actor, having done a local production of The Sound of Music, yes. playing Kurt when I was maybe nine or ten. Oh. Yeah, so I signed in the in the programme that, you know, Fra wants to be an actor when he grows up, and... Um, um, and then you know went through various permutations I was I took my singing very seriously my, you know my parents took me to singing lessons um, and for a while I thought maybe I would want to be a classical singer um, and I actually auditioned for both acting, did I? No, I, 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 was, I knew that I was going to go to university to do a music degree but I also thought maybe I'll go and do singing and I auditioned for a couple of singing courses but Thankfully, I made the right decision and went to um, university. And when I was there, I did a lot of musicals. I was also, you know, continuing on with my classical singing lessons. But I, I, I discovered with like these musicals, like um, Sunday in the Park with George and Into the Woods and Company, I mean, they're all on down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also did the last five years there. Oh, amazing. Um, I realised that there was a type of musical theatre that could really utilize all of my set skills and you know singing and acting wise before i hadn't really discovered i hadn't made that discovery when i was at home musicals were just very much about the escapism Mm -hmm. for me so i hadn't realized that they could be true um intellectual sort of profound theater um and so i decided to after university go to the royal academy of music to do a postgrad in musical theater um, which I did and subsequently started working in in musicals mainly, of course, because that was the course that I did. And then I made a decision to change agents because I specifically wanted to diversify the work that I was doing. Mm. Um, so I changed agents when I was in Candide at the Chocolate Factory um, and had said to him, you know, I specifically want to be doing plays I didn't feel as though I was in a place where the body of work that I'd done up up until that point was going to get me into rooms to make mm-hmm. that happen. And so we sort of slowly started t- saying no to things and, and yeah. um, going down different avenues. Um, and yeah, that, that sort of, in a nutshell...
2: Amazing. The background. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Changing agents can be such a massive thing that mm. can give a lot of anxiety and stress to actors mm. um, and can often hold people back from really going what they after what they want to do, like you say with yeah. the plays. Um, just for anyone listening to this who maybe feels that they are in that position, what what advice will, will you offer? Because I feel like it is such a big thing when, when you're in it and you've got that relationship it with is. the agent and you don't want upset people.
1: It's like breaking up with someone. Yeah and mm-hmm. that is not an exaggeration I was I had major anxiety whenever the time came I, I think I may have even tried to do it before I actually did and was, was just so upset by the mm-hmm. idea I'd, I'd grown so fond of my agent and was very friendly with him um, um, but ultimately if they are on your side they will understand why you have to make this decision. Yeah. I w- I guess I would m- I would the advice I would give to people is to make sure that the step that you're taking is in the right direction, because often you know people just feel as though they need to change and it's very much just like a side step and it's not really making much of a difference and that's when you might potentially insult or um, upset you know your agent that you've already grown grown fond of. Make sure that the reasons are valid and. And whenever I explained you know the reasons why I had to move on and who I was moving on with and they were very much respectful of that yes. um but it is it's it is a scary thing I guess just treated with the as much respect as you and your you know representation and your friend your agent deserve Do it's you know it's a sensitive issue mm-hmm. um yeah tread sensitively because even though this is it's a job and it's a business and you have to look after yourself and everyone's out for their for their career etc we're all people at the end of the day and your agent is also a person and look after yourself look after them try and be as human as possible Mm -hmm. um but of course it's something that has to be done every now and then um and certainly for me, it was it was absolutely the right time, and I'm I'm very very glad that I made that decision at the time that I did.
0: Words Good. of wisdom. So we uh, initially met you at the Industry Minds Awards in September, um, and you said to us there that you're fully in support of the evening and mental health reform uh, within the arts. How do you think the industry is changing when it comes to mental health issues?
1: I think it's changing absolutely for the better. I think there's still a long way to go, and you know. Major kudos to you both for for what you're doing. It's it's really really impressive, and I think everyone is so on board with you because it's possibly something that we've been been lacking, and that is a dialogue, just a mm-hmm. conversation, an open dialogue. Um, and we know we know the reasons why it hasn't been as as good as this in the past. You know, people are wary that they're jobs will be in jeopardy if they speak up and it's all about stiff upper lip and just get on with the job and the show must, must go on etc etc but I think we are sort of entering a, a new phase where that's just not really good enough and it's not it's not it's not working and I feel I certainly feel hopeful I mean there's as I said there's a, a really long way to go um, particularly uh, particularly amongst men um yeah. But but the industry does seem to be getting on board and what it, what it is, it's about actors, well, any individual sort of t- taking ownership of, of the situation and and coming together and yeah, yeah, I th- I'm, fe- I'm feeling I'm feeling hopeful that things are being done um, yeah. but there is definitely. More to talk about. Yeah, of course, absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: And can you chat to us about your experiences with mental health, be that yourself or with family and friends, or just how aware you've been of it up until this point?
1: Yeah, I've, I mean, it was it's something that it's just in the last couple of years has been very much come to to my to to my mindset in terms of what is things that are being done in the industry in terms of my own. Life, my own personal experience. I've always sort of been taught to keep all that stuff as as hidden away as mm-hmm. possible. And even if I, if I remember. I mean, I've, so I think I've buried quite a bit of my training experience, <laughs> um, or maybe it just all went in such a fast flash of light yeah. that I can't really remember mm-hmm. a lot. And I'm sure, I'm sure there was some support there, but it, the, the main, we were encouraged to just as best as possible get on with it. And sort of just still, you know, s- smile through yeah. it, etc., which is ultimately quite damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm very aware of the facts and figures that come out of Northern Ireland, which um, I mean, if I, I think it has one of the worst rates of suicide among young men in mm-hmm. Europe. Northern yeah. Ireland specifically, because you know it's an oppressive nation. We we were quite. Troubled over there. It's it can be a little bit gloomy, um, but that is a that is a fact, and something that has really resonated with me and makes my sort of ears prick up and go, wow, that that's that's. How can we fix this? I can't mm-hmm. believe that is actually an issue, and so I certainly, um, learning to to adapt my, myself and and be more open and and be sensitive and listen. And talk and do all the things that I need to do. So I'm sort of changing along with the times. Mm-hmm. I've been, I have been grew up in that society in Northern Ireland, which sort of taught stoicism and just getting on with it. And lads yes. don't cry and lads don't talk. Mm-hmm. But I've sort of come over here now and I'm in this wonderful industry, doing this wonderful job um, and encouraged by the likes of you two to actually engage and and yeah listen and not be sort of negative or pessimistic or wary of someone that is struggling mm-hmm. you know so that's yeah. my own growth as well um,
2: yeah yeah yeah. Mm. You, you mentioned just about drama school there about kind of smile and get on mm. with it Um, You graduated from the Royal Academy of Music in 2009 Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not kind of sure what the mental health support was like whilst you were training Um, but just you know from an industry mind's point of view we get a lot of feedback from graduates or students saying you know this was triggered by drama Mm. school. What do you think could be done better in drama schools to ensure that better mental health support is in place for their students so that people are artists are then going forward into the industry mm. with fully equipped
1: absolutely i think one of because certainly a lot of drama schools now are there are things implemented mm-hmm. to support students at the time of their training i think something that can be done is actually for that support to be there when you leave i think possibly mm-hmm. a lot of reasons why graduates mm-hmm. A graduate, you know, the, the, their trigger is drama school because you, you sort of have this you have this bubble and this sort of safety net. If it if it is that, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden you sort of left to your own devices, and yeah. it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I know. Uh, you probably were speaking to Anne Marie as well. Yeah. yeah. From MTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she is. She is wonderful, and that that support system is in place. Yeah. after you yeah. leave open
2: door policy open There's door something. policy
1: like it doesn't mean you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of ex-students calling you daily it just means that there is a place there is a support ne- network once you leave if you need to um, which inevit- inevitably so many people will just need to be able to go back and sort of have that that um, reassurance mm-hmm. and then that friend to mm-hmm. talk to that'll know what it is that you're going through yeah. drama school is just the first bit of the puzzle you know um. Okay. so I would encourage other drama schools to do that I mean I, I can't remember a great deal of support at the, the academy whenever I was there but that was you know 11-12 uh, years ago um, and also it really did just go very, so very fast, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was much time mm-hmm. there, there really wasn't I think it was a practical thing as, as much as anything else. It wasn't a three-year course. We were there for nine months. Okay. I think it we very much was, if there's a problem, okay, we will deal with it as quickly as possible so that you can get on. Yeah. Um, so I think that's possibly something that they hopefully have um, readjusted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would I would be encouraged by the likes of Anne-Marie at MTA um, to, for other normal schools to take note mm-hmm. and look after their look after their students you know absolutely.
2: what a I woman know. is Anne-Marie she's fine. Um, she's great absolutely great
0: so at the time of recording as we said you're currently working at the National Theatre which has gained much praise for its counselling system support and the yes no uh, pledge for giving actors an answer how aware of this provision have you been and how can other theatres support their actors in this way
1: I'm so very aware of it. Like on day one of rehearsals, we were given a speech um, uh, about you know just our safety within the building and making sure that we all felt very much at ease and in an environment in which we can speak up if there is any issues. Um So that and that does give one. Assurance and confidence and you feel safe in your environment you know, it's the start of any project is a very, very daunting experience because mm-hmm. you're with new people you're in a new building but the National Theatre is an extraordinary place because it really does look after the, everyone in, in the building um, whether that be you know, the counselling available on site mm-hmm. or a wee bit of reflexology, if you need yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know that they're looking after you physically and mentally, emotionally. So it's um, it's wonderful, and I I don't think there's any excuse for similar theaters that are so heavily subsidised to mm, yeah. to not do that. But that's that has to be in place, for sure. Uh, but even some, you know, um, theaters that perhaps don't have that luxury in terms of funding there has to be an avenue there has to be somewhere that an actor or a crew member or whatever can go to seek absolutely. the support that they need it's just it can't be and it can't be a luxury anymore it just has to go hand in hand it, with the job yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely sure. yeah. yeah and do you feel um in terms of the work and the quality of work um, I assume that you know being in a safe environment feeds into the work as an actor.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, totally! I mean, you're, you're only as good as how you feel.
3: Mm-hmm. You know
1: that you can apply that as simply as if you are if you wake up in a good voice that morning, you're mm-hmm. going to do a really good edition because yeah. you feel you feel confident, and it's the exact same thing with how how you're doing inside. You know, if you're feeling good. You will then be able to bring all of yourself onto the stage if you're not feeling good if you're not feeling safe all of those things just get magnified so much when you're when you're exposed on stage and you can't do your job as well it's it's just so very very important it's um it's as important as the work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Big up the National Theatre. Absolutely. They're doing great stuff. I think they've done, they, they done a talk recently as well, didn't mm-hmm. they, with equity, yeah. all about mental health. Mm. It's, it's fantastic. Um, so we, we briefly chatted about it earlier. Um, well, you, you briefly spoke about it. Um, but As we know, there's been a huge shift on mental health in the arts, but something that we, especially at Industry Minds, have noticed is the huge resistance um, for men. Um, how can we get men opening up about their mental health and the arts and what do you think needs to change so that men feel comfortable to, to share I, I don't know what it is mm. but there there is that resistance yeah. I don't know if you've noticed it absolutely
1: but well, I, I, I've uh, touched upon just the northern Irish um, point which is you know it's a really really sad fact that that is the um, we have, you know one of the highest yeah. suicide rates in Europe for Gosh. for young men um, I've Unfortunately, I think it's a cultural issue. As I said, you know, I was encouraged not necessarily from my own immediate family, but by the society around me and school and everything Mm. to and and tradition, you know, among men. Just be stoic and keep your head held high and, and don't show too much feeling because that is seen as weakness. And I think a lot of that sort of similarly applies here. Yeah. You know, lads just don't really want to show that they're struggling. Yeah. Um, I don't know, is it not it's not seen as cool or strong or whatever? Um, so I think what needs to change, when this possibly feels like a, a bigger thing, but we can do it in baby steps, is mm-hmm. just by changing the, the culture mm-hmm. of. Um, how men want to be perceived or how they feel as if they should be perceived it's actually it's the latter like uh, how should i be as, yeah. as, as, a, as a man mm-hmm. um and our industry is a wonderful way to start doing that because that's what we're talking about a sort of broader thing among men but in the industry like this is this is an industry in which we actually tell stories yeah um and it's about communication So we possibly have a wonderful opportunity to change the fabric of culture by just implementing it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I certainly feel as though that is changing. You know, my uh, male mates that are working as actors and creatives, I feel as though they are talking more than they would have in the past. Um, Or certainly more than, you know, I was at drama school or Mm -hmm. the mates that I know from home. And more of the same, I think. Um, again, it might be a bit of a sort of uphill climb for mm-hmm. that one, but but we have the um, capacity um, to do to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I must be hopeful about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we will get there. Absolutely
2: right. sure. And then um, for someone maybe listening to this podcast, um, who is male, feels like they're struggling but doesn't want to go out and get help again if mm. it's you know because of culture or whatever though it's not cool mm. what advice would you
1: offer i would say just tr- please don't hold it inside because it's so it's so dangerous um you're not going to be no one can sort of fix the their problems themselves mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't work that way and i know it's fr- frightening um but talk, speak up,
3: yeah. speak
1: up, whether that be a group that exists or just a mate or a friend or a family member. Talk about it, mm-hmm. because the problem won't disappear. It'll only get bigger.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's it's uh, it's it's quite it's quite scary what that sort of silent yeah. treatment and burying can can do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's sort of shitty advice, but I Long just th- I just think just speak up,
3: yeah, talk. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So today I am in the King Manual Therapy Clinic in Covent Garden with the wonderful Stephen King himself and he has been conducting some new research which he's going to tell us about and it's absolutely fascinating. Stephen take it away.
3: Okay thanks Cathy. So I had a question which is is Singer's acid reflux really what we think it is and I think the answer is no because over a five week trial period 100% of the subjects have been cured of their symptoms of acid reflux. I mean you can see the graph here they can't it's a good graph am i
0: right i can see the graph and it's a great graph
3: <laughs> so we put together a successful treatment protocol to alleviate the symptoms of singer's acid reflux and for now it's working in 100 percent of cases whoop
0: whoop And where can people find out more about the research that you have conducted?
3: So I'm in the process of presenting it and publishing it next year at the World Voice Teachers Expo and hopefully at the BVA. And this work is going to be written up into a paper and published by me. So look out on social media, that kind of thing. But I'll be posting screenshots and stuff all the time.
0: So make sure you check it out. 2020, it'll be properly published. And it's very, very interesting. So thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me in the clinic again. Thanks, Cathy. If you'd like to book in with Stephen or one of the team at King Manual Therapy, go to kingmanualtherapy.com where you can find all the options.
2: I think it is just that thing of, you know, well, just from like my partner's side of view, um, he's like, oh, I always want to come across strong, not, mm.
3: not
0: weak, and it's That's all this. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and particularly in this industry, you know, you go into the, an audition room and you want to present the very, very best of yourself. Yeah. You want to show off the best singing the best acting the best you know uh, the best uh, reading of a play and character etc and also like confidence and yeah. strength and all those things and so there might actually be something going on underneath but yeah. you, you, in order in order to do all of the things that you want to do in an audition room or on a stage or whatever on a concert platform you need to deal with the other stuff yeah. Um, and that can be done over a cup of tea with a friend or in a group th- session or with a th- therapist or a counsellor at your theatre etc etc you know th- but it has to be it has to be done don't try and be the the soldier that does it alone because yeah, we're yeah. all in this together yeah, essentially yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely, and I think kind of like the normalisation of it and if it's put in culturally from a really young age it means that people are getting help when they need it when they're not at crisis point and you don't ever want it to get to that crisis point where you can if, if it's just normal it's like oh I'm going to see my therapist Absol- or I'm just checking yeah. in yeah. then you never well, hopefully you would never get to oh, that totally yeah, point yeah. That, yeah. that seems
1: to be happening more I mean there's such a, a culture in America like everyone goes to the therapist everyone every yeah. actor yeah. has got one it's wonderful and it's just it's as regular as going to the gym yeah, yeah. or Getting your nails done, yeah. you know, it's just a good talk about the shit that I've got going on, you know, yeah. whether that be massive stakes or not quite so yeah. massive. Um, and I mean, I think that's a really, really good point because you know, you're we're taught about physical health, mm. and we're taught what happens when you break your foot, mm-hmm. and you know, the muscles in our body, and mm-hmm. but we're we're not taught about how we look after our minds yeah. and our and our hearts at school. Yeah. You know, that's just not a thing. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We sort of feel as though mental health, as a term, only applies when it's not in good health. Yeah. But, but it is to do with how well, or yeah. just general well-being, physical and and mental. And I think that's, again, that's that's something that should be, as, as you say, normalised at school level. Oh, yeah. um, so that when we do... Pre- if we're unfortunate to sort of reach a sort of closer to crisis point, then we know to handle it, uh, perhaps pragmatically rather than thinking we're actually losing Absolutely. the plot. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, we've been taught to to, um, to to taught to realise that it's normal, it's life. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. life is complicated.
2: Yeah, I think true. yeah, exactly. You're not taught how hard life is no. going to be either, mm. and everyone's yeah. journeys are so different. Yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. yeah, great point. Very mm. great yeah. point. I always think it's funny that the brain is literally
0: the most complex organ in the body and the one that we probably know the least about. Mm-hmm. And yet it's the one that we decide to like push to the side and look after yeah. the least and it's the only one that like we literally can't like you can't you can have a lung transplant, you can have a mm-hmm. liver transplant, you can't have a brain transplant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So like yeah, we should be looking healthy brain uh, looking after them more. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've worked across theater and film for the last 10 years. Have you noticed a difference with regards to support in the theatre industry in comparison to film, and what needs to change in whatever industry? Mm.
1: Um, I've done a little bit of film. I haven't done a great deal, to be honest. Um, uh, I've th- have maybe four or five films, and but I think the nature of film work is different because you're only there for the amount of days that you're mm-hmm. actually filming. Yeah, yeah. So I think the longest I worked with on a movie was the Les Is movie, which probably did about three or four weeks filming on it. Um, uh, And then subsequently, you know, I do maybe two weeks over the course of a five or six week filming schedule. I suspect that it is more difficult to find the um, support that one needs on a film because the time-is-money thing is a wee mm. bit more in place. And so that pressure to just be able to do it yep. is is greater. You know, that filming schedule is just so, so strict. And they will have literally only got the camera for the, those few weeks or whatever it is. Um, so to, to not be able to sort of turn up ready for work is possibly... Um, it probably doesn't feel as though it's as much as an option as in a theater. Perhaps maybe you need to take the day off and you have understudies, etc. So, so I think it's probably a lot more difficult. I mean, I know of a friend who who, whose director very, well, very um, astutely, observed that she needed to, um, to stop shooting, uh, to stop filming, and um, didn't do the rest of the job. But that was that was a very astute and observant and good mm-hmm. director to have to, to have noticed that. Um, I don't really know if it to be honest, I, and I, what what can be done to improve that. I don't really have the answer for that, but certainly something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because it's although the theatre is very much still getting there, it's I think it is easier um just because of the nature of the work. Yeah. And the family, the surrogate family yeah. type scenario—you've got a support yeah. system. You are one of many. I'm just, I'm just waving to a oh, friend I love across. This. <laughs> that is so cute. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so waving to Win, who was my company manager on the ferryman. Aww. Uh, yeah, Oh. So, you know you have that. You have that sort of support network. I think in you know when you're when you're shooting a film or a TV thing and you're just required as an individual to turn up when it's time to do your right. scenes and you do it so I think it's a bit it is a bit more difficult yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm afraid I don't actually have the answer I don't know what could possibly be it's done it's a hard
2: to, one yeah. it, it is quite a lonely
1: it's a lonely life I, w- yeah. I wouldn't want to just be a film actor no way yeah. no way
2: so picked up you turn up then yeah. you shit. shoot well you're experiencing this at the moment yeah and yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. it's lonely it's and lonely and then you, you get text back in your the you're in your yeah. trailer
1: and you wait for hours and hours and hours and people tend to just wait in their trailer even if like, there's someone a few trailers down It's yes. also just sat there and like, well, why aren't no we talking? It's, it's very, very lonely. Yeah. The theatre is such the best job yeah. ever because of the fact that you have a family network yeah. around you. You can
2: interact with people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, Frat, how do you keep on top of your mental health in this crazy industry? You're doing mm. so much. How... How do you keep on top of it all?
1: Lots and lots of different things. Um, I I am good when I'm busy. So, I mean, at the moment, I've obviously got this massive gap. But, um, as I said, I've sort of planned a couple of gigs. I read a great deal. Amazing. Um, I go to the gym regularly. I've started this new thing where I, uh, I uh, do, like... Even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes of yoga first thing in the morning. I have a few flatmates that don't um, wake up till about 9 or 10 and so I will wake up before them and just in the living room give it give it a few sun salutations and and it's just a gorgeous way to start the day. It's really it's not particularly um, strenuous or physical it's just a really nice way to start my day and and peaceful and quiet and so like all of those practical yeah. things that mm-hmm. one can be in charge of I guess just sort of finding the the other things that bring you joy, yeah. you know? Um because if I was to just sort of twiddle my thumbs, call my age and go, right, what's next? You know, what's mm. that that would drive person yeah. crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that too and <laughs> uh, <at> a fast. <laughs> I um like <laughs> <device>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. So I did find find I find the other things that bring me joy and that are good that are good for me. Yeah. They're good for the good for my body and subsequently then sort of good for my yeah, mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- things like that. Yeah,
2: it's fun and I think that's such a great point as well as being in charge of your own, not necessarily in charge of your own creativity, but you know, mm. getting up in the morning, doing so, that, you yeah, know, yeah, that's
1: just feeding the, your self esteem and exactly. charge. Exactly, and obviously, like you, I you know, encourage people, but I'd say it's just like you know, drama students or anybody. You need, one can be in charge of your work to a degree as well. you can put things on, you can write a song, you can yeah, do whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but even even more simply than that, eat well you know exercise yeah. exercise releases really really good feelings you know mm-hmm. you feel so much better for it um, get good sleep you know yeah. like it, it might seem obvious but sometimes it's very easy to forget it as well yeah. um, so and here, like, I, I have a good time as well and enjoy, like, socialising with mates and stuff. But I do really try and do all the good things as, yeah. as well and sort of looking after my, my body and my, my mind as best as possible. Fantastic.
0: Excellent. Mm. So seeing as we're at The National and they have um, said that they will pledge to give a yes or no to every actor, let's have a quick chat about the campaign. We'd just love to hear your thoughts on this as an actor mm. who's been in the industry for 10 years.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to just update me on exactly where we're at with the campaign. Um.
2: So in terms of equity, have released this um a kind of formal guideline yeah. mm. that if you do not get um, an answer from an edition, you report that. Um. And so they can gather the companies that, that give a yes or no and they af- urge everyone to give a yes or no to Is it literally an actor. after the first audition? I don't think it's after the first. I think it's if you get a recall, a recall yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's fair enough. I mean there probably is a very, very straightforward email system where you probably could get a yes or no after the first audition. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm I would be happy enough to accept um, just on. after, you know, a sort of recall scenario. Because, you know, you can go to lots of first stage auditions and I just think the general rule for that should be don't expect anything. I, mm-hmm. think, I just think that's a good, that, that's just a, a, a good lesson for the individual anyway. Yeah. You know, you should go to an audition but know that it's the first stage. So it's very much, it's it's very much as you know, you don't know where, it, where it's going to go try and, try and leave the edition at the door mm-hmm. and move on and prepare the next or whatever but of course if it, if you get to a recall level and you so you know that you're in the mix as it were mm-hmm. the, at the very very least yeah these companies and it, it's, it won't take up a lot of time it's as, it's as simple as clicking a, b- a button you know in a laptop so I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing because I mean We've all been there, like yeah. just waiting by the phone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <and>, gosh, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, and I'm pretty sure I'm still waiting for certain jobs. You know,
2: it's gonna come anytime now. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, so yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's just courtesy at the end of the yeah. day. I mean, it, it, of course, it's good for the for the actor, and, and it will help them process better, move on. Um, it'll, it'll be good for one's mind. But actually, I just sort of think of it more of a, it's just common courtesy. Yeah, I've exactly. Got, I've, you know, I've taken time off my my day job, Mm -hmm. I've travelled into the audition, I've learnt the material, reams of it, Mm -hmm. pages and pages pages. I've perhaps come back for two or three recalls. At the very least, you can just tell me whether it went my way or not.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. And again, I think there's a difference in America. I've got um, an American agent as well. And if it gets to that level, or sometimes even not, I will always be told... Um, it's a like wow. it's a WhatsApp from my agent, Fra, just to let you know it didn't go your way. They loved you, but etc. I don't know whether that's my agent taking it upon himself mm. to approach the casting mm. director, or the other way. I don't know, but that happens a lot yeah. with um with tapes that I do for America. That's
2: very
0: interesting. Tapes. Yeah. 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 Wow! It just it just means that you can just move on for it though, because I've mm. never whenever I've got a no. Um, I've always gone
1: alright okay that's a shame yeah and um, you can be a little bit annoyed for like yeah, half an hour yeah. but then it means you can immediately move on and focus yeah. on the, whatever it is next yeah, as opposed yeah. to you can't really think about it, anything yeah. else because you're just you're already you know you're planning your route into work whenever yeah. you get the job yeah. <laughs> yeah. great so I can get the pickety yeah. you know, and then you can change and it just take me 15 minutes to get my train after the show comes <laughs> down <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. literally it's like, it's
0: like this friend, is what I'll do like, with the money <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I find it's like I find I'm not um, acting at the moment but like, I found that it was like when like a friend had got a recall or they'd heard or something or like a second recall and you were like am I waiting for my second recall yeah. or am I not gonna get no didn't get okay yeah. cool great Yeah, and it's just yeah it's nice and also I do think after um things that are first that are only one round that are like really quick like it's kind of probably fair to yeah, to be like yeah. oh no it's a know it's a yes or no because then you've got your answer you've got your cast list and you've got your nose. Mm-hmm. it's not that like there's anyone still in the mix yeah, at yeah. that stage but um and obviously like it's admin and stuff but mm-hmm.
1: I do think that yeah. it's there perfect. are people there to do that sp- exactly. yeah, for that true. very very reason yeah. and one assumes that at you sort of recall level that you've already shortlisted it to such a degree that it wouldn't be that big a deal really you know
2: in America do you get do you get a reply regardless if it's a first round
1: Um, no not always but But you um, always get a
2: reply that's amazing often
1: it happens yeah that's so so.
2: interesting Mm -hmm. because I would I don't know if this is correct but I would um, always associate kind of Americans as just being nicer people (laughs) Really? <laughs> people in Britain yeah because especially in London you walk down the street and no one says hi whereas that's in true. Scotland everyone says hi or yeah. my American mates are always so chatting so yeah. giving so I wonder if that's a, I don't know a th- yeah
1: Do you know okay, I, mean? I mean I'm sure it's, in LA it's very you can very much yeah. easily be on like a sort of treadmill mm, yeah. but that again it's that's like first rounds and you mm. turn up and everyone looks exactly like you just like in that scene from La La Land that was yeah. mm-hmm. Um but i from my experience, uh, you know certainly if I've gone in for a, for a second meeting or I've had to do a tape a second yeah. time with different scenes, whatever I've, I tend to get a response, yeah. which yeah, is just fantastic. it's just good manners. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's <laughs> yeah. a lot for the actor. There's a yeah. lot for the actor
1: because then you feel valued.
2: You do. You know. You, you feel you valued
1: do. that what you did was worthwhile. Yeah. And it's money in the bank, as opposed to just a complete waste of exactly. time. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you originated the role of Michael
1: mm-hmm. in The
2: Ferryman, um, which won you a lovely What's On Stage Award. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> what are the challenges of originating a role and how do you keep on top of that what I can imagine is a lot of pressure?
1: Mm. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't too much pressure. It it's actually good. felt like a real gift.
2: Maybe. You probably. know, and...
1: I mean, I think for anything that you do, you know, whether it be a musical that's been on for 35 years or a play, a, re- a revival of a classic play, mm. like translations or whatever, you do treat it new anyway. That's just that's just what we do, you know. We, tr- we treat things as though we've never really come across any other mm. version of it. Um, so that was what the Ferryman was like, and it was nice to really imprint a lot of me onto that character because no one else had done it before and had read it before
3: yeah.
1: Um, so yeah no, so I didn't feel too much pressure it, it just it really felt like it? a real it, it felt like a real yeah, gift of an opportunity um, and a real opportunity to play particularly when you know you come in in rehearsals and some of the lines are different than they were yesterday at rehearsals yeah. because n- new drafts are mm-hmm. being done and things so I'm happy to report that actually it was Amazing. a it was a real positive yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. I was just I felt very lucky to be doing. it for the I first think time. that's
2: fantastic answer in so many ways because I think as actors, you know, especially if you get the job you've been waiting for for mm. a while or you're originating a role, that should be a positive. But for a lot of people, you know, that can instantly be oh gosh, I need to do this, and it's pressure from mm. themselves. Yeah. But actually, yeah. we're forgetting why. We become, why we became actors in the yeah, press. but It's a joy, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely.
1: And I know where that pressure comes from because, you know, you've got the writer in the room yeah. mm-hmm. and you've got your sort of big-time director that is at the helm, massive producer. and So for the man, you know, it was already sold out at the Royal Court before we yeah. were even cast. It was yeah. like the biggest sell in the hit. And then the West End transfer was already confirmed. Mm. So all that stuff is external pressure that mm. you can just sort of forget about it the way that they view it I say they as though they're just some <laughs> outside alien force you know the playwright the director have specifically employed you because you're the, the last bit of the puzzle mm-hmm. it's a collaborative thing and what you bring to a brand new to just words on a page is, is, is the missing link like we're it's just meant to fuse beautifully like this and it'll fuse beautifully no matter what as long mm-hmm. as you just Bring yourself to it, you know. There's, they're not, they're not waiting on a specific thing that you're going to do. That's in their head. You have been given the wonderful opportunity to to come up with it and color it in yourself. It's like the trace of it Mm. is there, and you get to color it in. How gorgeous! Um, So it was just, it was just a really lovely, lovely thing.
2: So right. you're so inspiring you've got such a great energy and this podcast i know will help so many people so uh, thank honestly you so thank you much. so much for coming to chat thank to us you. thank you we always finish with the same oh question, question. <laughs> Cathy, on you go <laughs> get the honors today
0: could you walk into a room and say i'm having a bad mental health day
1: uh, yes i think i could yeah amazing,
0: amazing.
1: Good. what do most people say
0: we get, it really you know, yeah. a lot
1: of people go does it have to be those specific yeah, words because obviously yeah, you would be like I, hi I'm I having possibly, a balance I possibly thing, wouldn't say those words um, but I think I could I think and I, I am I am saying think but I I believe I could go in and say um god what words would I use um yeah I'm
0: like down or anxious, yeah.
1: or I'm not. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling good Sorry. today. Feeling a
0: little, yeah. Yeah. It's, hard, it's, it's hard a. T- t- t-
1: t- I mean, excellent question. But I yes, I believe if I if I really was having a bad mental health day, I could. <clears throat> I possibly would maybe try and get my audition changed if that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. But like, but if it was in the rehearsal, for mm-hmm. example. I I yes, I think I could say to the director. Yeah. And it's important to say to Absolutely. someone yeah, um, yeah, um, just so you know if I'm a bit off, I'm having a bit of a bad day. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Do you it's fair? Great. That,
2: that is, is a hard so, question.
0: Yeah, to it
1: be is, fair, yeah. Well no, but For it's sure. wonder. It's a wonderful question because it sort of immediately just brings it oh, everything we've been talking about mm. right home. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well, so could you do that? And I, yes, I I, um, I believe I could. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Amazing. Great. So we finished with another game. Woohoo! Called Finish the Sentence. <laughs> okay.
1: So
0: this one might be, I find this one easier than Yeah, this one's a lot yeah. easier. So, today I woke up and thought...
1: Today I woke up and thought, I only have an hour and a half of teaching today. <laughs>
2: Fantastic. Are <laughs> we teaching this
0: morning?
1: Yeah, our Erdang
2: Academy.
0: My go-to audition song is...
1: Something's coming from West Side Story.
0: If I was stranded on a desert island, my three items would be
1: a piano, um, a book, and a, can I have like a book that also has a pen attached to it? So like yeah, a yeah, writing yeah. journal, and then a, a piece of fiction. Fantastic! I mean,
0: yeah. Great. My dead or alive party guest would be.
1: My dead or alive party guest hmm, would be Pavarotti yes. for, like, some dinner entertainment. A love
2: oh, lovely dinner entertainment. Yeah.
1: Fantastic.
0: Very, very... It's um, segue into that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favourite pizza topping is...
1: <laughs> Perfect segue. Uh, so, like, spicy pepperoni. Oh, oh yes. Classic. That's yes,
0: me. Yeah. Um, mental health to me is...
1: Mental is conversation mm, yeah, mental health so. to me is yeah mm. is talking heads <laughs> nice. yeah,
0: yeah, the best thing to do with my friends is
1: um, not a, incredibly helpful advice it's just me <laughs> but, but my favourite thing to do with my friends is, is have a couple of beers in pub oh yeah fantastic yeah,
2: I
0: agree. and finally in the future I want to
1: be happy yeah amazing.
0: yeah Fantastic. that's my answer as well yeah yeah, okay. yeah be yeah. happy
2: yeah be content it's absolutely yeah. Pratt, thank you so Thanks. so thank much you. for coming to chat
0: to us today thank you so much for listening to this episode of industry minds if you're interested in our counseling services please email mary at industryminds.co.uk for all other inquiries please email info at industryminds.co.uk make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media at industrymindsuk you can find out about all our future guests and our future events on there. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye.
2: That was so good good epic. End. Goodbye with <laughs> her. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. What a treat. It's lovely.